Welcome to the Uncommon Lungs Podcast, hosted by me, Julia Ray, and brought to you by Everyday CF. This podcast is sponsored by Vertex Pharmaceuticals Incorporated, and all participants have been compensated by Vertex. Views expressed are those of the host or guests, and are not necessarily shared by Vertex. Nothing discussed on the podcast should be considered medical advice. Such advice should only be provided by a medical professional. Remember, everyone's experience with CF is different, so it's important to talk to a doctor before making any changes to your routine or engaging in physical activity. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy hearing these perspectives from the cystic fibrosis community. Growing up with CF is complicated. Knowing that the second you're born, you've become a statistic can weigh on you. But for this community, giving up hope is never an option. And beating the odds is a constant mission. What does coming of age mean for someone who is told that getting through elementary school is a bonus? Although they accepted and obviously knew that the diagnosis was real and that CF was something I would face, they also decided that they wouldn't let it define me, that they would still encourage me to live a life as much as normal as possible as I could, and that they would encourage me and champion me to do that throughout my entire life. And what an incredible life she's built. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Uncommon Lungs podcast, where we share different perspectives from the CF community. I'm your host, Julia Ray, singer, actress, and advocate for people living with this disease. As you may know, I have CF. And while it impacts me every day, it has not stopped me from pursuing my dreams. The same is true for so many in this community. And I hope hearing their stories will give you insight into our everyday lives and inspiration for the future. Today, I am speaking with my friend Tara, who is going to share her unique experiences growing up in Florida and how she handled gaining independence, heading to college, and falling in love. Thank you so much for being here, Tara. For a little bit of background for everybody, we connected online, gosh, six years ago, I think now, and we've stayed in touch ever since. Uh, Your story has always blown me away. And when I saw this episode topic, I knew immediately that it was you that I wanted to speak to. So thank you for volunteering to share your story with the podcast. Why don't you kick this off by telling everyone else a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, firstly, thanks so much for thinking of me. It was the easiest yes, because I truly believe that everything happens for a reason. And I always am a true believer that if I can share my story and it inspires just one person or brings hope to somebody, um, then I will share it every day. So thank you so much for thinking of me. And a little bit about me. It's a loaded question, but I am Tara. I currently live in in Manchester, England, um, with my husband, and we've lived here for ten, almost ten years now. And we have twin boys, Hampton and Hudson, who are three years old. I obviously am not originally from England. I am originally from Florida, a small town in Florida. And we moved. I moved over here in 2012, and that's a little bit about me. I am, have a degree in public relations, worked in PR, have recently started my own business, and momming, wifing, all of the things. So great! I want to dive 
deep into your childhood right now. Can you talk a little bit about your CF diagnosis and what that was like for your family and, and how they kind of navigated that journey early on? Sure. So I was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis when I was six months old. Obviously, I don't ever remember a life without CF. It's been a part of who I am and for as long as I can remember. But when my parents were given that diagnosis that their firstborn girl had cystic fibrosis, um, the doctors were very honest, um, but it was also very bleak. They said that my parents would be lucky to see me live a life through elementary school that they needed to enjoy that the time that they had with me. And they didn't really know what my future looked like or what they could predict. And at that point, my parents um, did one of two things. They firstly got involved with the CF community. They wanted not only to raise awareness and try to do whatever they could to help, but it also meant that they had other people that they could lean on and talk to and share stories with. And the other thing that they did, which I'm forever grateful for, and I think has really determined how I've lived the rest of my life, is that although they accepted and obviously knew that the diagnosis was real and that CF was something I would face, they also decided that they wouldn't let it define me, that they would still encourage me to live a life as much as normal as possible as I could, and that they would encourage me and champion me to do that throughout my entire life. It's so important to empower young children with chronic illness uh, in that way. So kudos to your parents. Makes perfect sense why you are who you are uh, if they raise you with that um, outlook. You know, you mentioned community, and I think the value of community is so strong, especially in the CF community. Uh, how did that sense of community so instilled in you early on help you through your young school years as you matured? Yeah, I, well, I'm from a small town. And so I think everyone already knew that CF was a part of my life before I even had to say it verbally because my parents were so involved in the CF community. And then I was involved with the CF community. It was just kind of a part of who I was. And that helped me, I think, in a lot of ways, more than I probably realized early on. I think when you're younger, um, it's not something that you want to talk about and it's not something that you want to actually admit to. But that the because people knew that I had CF, especially my friends, my family, those closest to me, they were be they were able to be a really pivotal and crucial support group for me. Um, elementary, middle school, I was kind of your normal, ordinary preteen. Um, and then I got to high school and the complications of cystic fibrosis became very real. I had to have a liver and pancreas transplant due to the complications of CF. And because I had such a great, um, strong support group of friends and family beside me, they helped me get through that really challenging and hard time in my life. I mean, I can give you an example of my best friends all went to school in the north of Florida, and that's where I was receiving my my treatment and transplant. And they were the first ones in the waiting room waiting for me. Um, wow. They com My family and friends completely took over the waiting room for those um, crucial hours when I was in surgery. And that's just been something that's been continual throughout my whole life. Whenever I've battled something or had a really hard season, those people have been there to support me. And it's because they knew that's a part of the journey. They knew that's who I was and they knew that that was a role that they were going to play and willing to play, which I'm forever grateful for. 
Yes. Wow. I mean, we had opposite experiences. I was so mum about CF growing up. I just didn't want anyone to know. I didn't want them to pity me. But you learn as you as you open up. And obviously, you learned very early on the value of, of leaning on others for support so that they can take on this battle with you. So, so powerful. And obviously, that, that lifted you up in one of the hardest moments of your life, I'm sure. Um, so that's incredible. Uh, you you spoke a little bit about advocacy earlier. That's actually how you and I connected because we are very uh, public advocates for cystic fibrosis. Um, did that kind of come from your family and your community? How did that all get started? Yeah, I think the advocacy part came from um, me just wanting to give back to a community that I feel like has given me so much throughout the years, both my care team and the progress of medications and treatment. And I just wanted to play my part. I think that's part of who I am. I just want to try to do whatever I can to help. And I also had this mentality that there's always something, there's always somebody worse off than I am. And if I'm healthy or somewhat healthy and I can do something to give someone else a CF the life that I've been able to live, I would do it again and again and again. And the CF community, you know, that's how you and I connected is just so powerful. Um, the, the people that I've met within the CF community are inspiring and amazing and doing so much despite all the challenges that have, they've been up against their entire life. And um, the CF community really is something fierce. It's something that we can encourage each other with. And, and although, I mean, obviously CF patients can't meet in person. And so I think this whole advocacy and CF community has really been amplified because we can now with social media and, and being able to see each other in person, but not in person, it's really helped as well, lean on each other and cheer each other on. And I just can't wait. Likewise, I, I am in that same mentality. Uh, Let's talk about an event that your family started and what that's led to in your personal life, because it's just the coolest story. Yeah. So when I, in 2010, I was about to graduate from college. My degree was public relations. I had made some great connections in and around our community. And I decided that um, for a long time, I had been a part of other organizations and other groups to raise awareness and money for CF, but it was time that I felt like it was time to do something myself. So I gathered my friends, I gathered a committee and we started a um, fundraising event, which, and that was in 2010. I wanted to do something that was catered more to my generation. Um, So we did a fun event involving wine and music and food, and it was just a really great event. And unbeknownst to me, um, someone attended that event and he attended because my aunt brought him along and long story, super short, um, he is now my husband. So my husband attended my first ever fundraising event for CF and we have been married almost nine years now. And it's just one of those stories that it's just so funny. I just truly believe that everything happens for a reason and who knew? <laughs> totally. So I love this story because as a single girl navigating the dating world with CF, um, something that I always think about is when do I tell them that I have CF? You know, that was just not even you got that right out of the way right from the start. <laughs> Lucky me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, he 
he knew from the very beginning, obviously, <clears throat> that I was on stage speaking about this illness that I had and what I was trying to do and my mission and goal. And yeah, it was the elephant was never in the room because it was obvious from the very beginning um, what my life looked like. And yes, I am lucky because I know those conversations can be so difficult and so hard. Um, but yes, he knew he knew right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> so he was living in the UK at the time. Was that kind of a factor at all? Were you like, oh, this is not a good idea? Because I always think, you know, I've moved across the country and moving my CF care team then was difficult for me. Um, how did you kind of start to have those conversations with him? And then also your CF care team um, moving across the pond is just a totally different ball game. <laughs> Totally. But uh, to be completely honest, it was com baby steps after baby steps, which led to then ultimately move me moving. In the very beginning, I said I was never moving to England. And um, I was definitely never trading the sunshine of Florida for the rain of Manchester. But God had other plans as he does so many times throughout my life. And um, we decided that it would probably be best that um we wanted to be together and that it would make more sense for me to move to the UK than it would for him to move to America because he was working in his family's business and it was something he was really passionate about. But one of the non-negotiables for us, for both of us really, was that we were never going to let my care um, be suffer. So if that was going to be the case, and if I was going to, when I was going to move to the UK, we had to make sure that my care was going to be the best that it could be. Um, so that was always a non-negotiable for us. Navigating that was a different story um, because things aren't always the same. I mean, our world feels so small now. So lots of the treatment and medications and regimens that I was in on in the U.S. were similar to that of the U.K., um, but the doctors here were amazing. They invited me in, both of us in. They showed us around. They talked to me through all the processes and, and what they would decide treatment-wise for me, and it was very similar to the care that I had in the States. So because of that, we felt comfortable moving, but only because of that. Otherwise, we would have had to make other plans. Yeah, I mean, it's so it's so daunting, but it sounds like just the, like you said, baby steps, one foot in front of the other. So anyone listening, if you're if you're facing a major change in your life, just take it one step at a time, and those steps will add up in the long run, um, as they they did so beautifully for you. And uh, moving across the pond to London for love, which I love. <laughs> um, but one of my favorite parts of following you on social media, other than just my love for you, is now my newfound love for your twin boys because they are adorable. Uh, that feels massively overwhelming to me when I think about managing your schedule, your CF, and raising two twin youngsters. I just can't. It sounds like so much fun. Looks like so much fun that I know that's got to be a ton of work behind the scenes. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is so much fun. And it's just, I think it's about keeping perspective, even on the hardest days. They are just something I never, ever could have in my wildest dreams imagined. Um, I think life and expectancy for someone with CF 
has definitely moved and progressed and changed. But I still, if I'm honest with myself, probably never thought that I would be raising a family one day. Sure, I'd hoped it. Sure, I dreamed it and and was working towards that. Um, but I think just having that perspective of this is just such a blessing. It's something I never thought I would have had um, helps even on the hardest days. But yes, there are definitely hard days. Um, my health definitely has... Um, at some point, um, suffered because of that. If I'm honest with you in the very beginning, probably around the time when the boys were about eight months old, I was hospitalized, um, because my lung function had declined. Um, and I think, although sometimes we can never help, um, that happening, I think one of the reasons was probably that I wasn't as diligent as I should be, um, on my treatment. And at that point in time, I really realized and made a decision that actually I needed to prioritize my health in order to be the best that I could for them, for my husband, for our family. And so at that point, I realized that I needed to make my health a priority that needed to continue to um, just really try to keep myself healthy. Because if I wasn't healthy, then my, the rest of my family is not healthy. And so one of the things that I do, and again, I know it's not for everybody, but I try to get up before my family even rises. So I set my alarm really early and I try to get a good hour to hour and a half before my family gets up to get my breathing treatments in, to get some exercise in. And it truly sets me up for my day, um, both mentally and physically. It helps me be a better person, a better mom a better wife, um, more patient for sure. If I get that hour to hour and a half in before my family even rises. Um, and it's just continuing to remind myself that I've got to prioritize my health, that it's something that I've got to stay diligent with. Um, because if I'm not healthy, then the rest of the family is not healthy. Yeah, I'm I'm over here taking notes. I, I do hope to be a mom one day and emulating uh, the way you seem to balance it all uh, is certainly something that I would like to do. Uh, but on that note, what would your advice be to young men and women navigating a new relationship with CF? I know that obviously your situation, you were open right from the get go, but you know, what does it take to form that solid foundation that's necessary in a relationship, CF or no CF? Yeah, absolutely. Again, I think everyone navigates it differently and everyone has different ways to approach uh, dating and relationships. But I always felt like honesty was key. I felt like being honest from the very beginning just kind of laid that foundation. Like you're either in or you're out. Like you, this is a part of who I am. I can't change this. Um, it's something that we have to work on together. I am so, so thankful for my husband. He's totally been the biggest champion, probably even bigger than myself, championing, championing and fighting and making it his goal to to find a cure ultimately and just to help take care of me. And um, I think that has to be a non-negotiable when you're thinking about long-term relationships and long-term goals is that they've got to know and they've got to be willing to jump on board. And if they're not, you need to know that early on. Otherwise, I feel like without being too blunt, it's just a waste of time. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I'm in that stage where I'm like, I have no time to waste. So if you're not all in, no get out. <laughs> like, yeah, well, you're in you. or you're out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, I can't thank you enough for being here today, Tara, and sharing your story. You've always been an inspiration to me, and I'm sure you're now an inspiration to those listening to this podcast. So I'm just so happy for you and your happiness with your beautiful family. And I hope we get to catch up again soon. Well, thank you so much for having me. And likewise, I am so inspired by your journey and your story as well. And I think that's such the like that's the coolest thing about the CF community is we're a tight knit community. Like, don't mess with us. We are something fierce. And despite what has maybe we've come up against or the odds that are against us, I think that so many of us have just taken it and gone. You know what? This is what we have, but we're going to make the most of the life that we're given. And so it's it's so inspiring to see your journey as well. Oh, thank you. Well, that was the perfect note to end things on. Thank you, Tara. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Uncommon Lungs. If you like this podcast and want us to keep making more, please consider subscribing. And for more CF resources, daily tips, and recipes, visit everyday-cf.com.